At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is VEASAN's Long Shots, the world's number one golf betting show. With Wes Reynolds and sometimes Matt Humans. here is Brady Cannon. Welcome in to Short Shots, our abbreviated off-season version of Long Shots right here on VEASAN. The Sports Betting Network. I'm Brady Cannon, along with Wes Reynolds, continuing our weekly dive into the PGA Tour's fall season. We will be here for two more weeks to cover the Houston Open and the RSM Classic, and then we take some time off until they tee it up at Kapalua for the Tournament of Champions in Maui. We'll return for that on January the 3rd. A few more editions of Short Shots will follow that and then back in full gear with long shots beginning on January 24th when the tour heads to Torrey Pines in beautiful La Jolla, California. Beautiful Riviera Maya, just about an hour south of Cancun, Mexico, is where we are this week for the Worldwide Championship at Mayacoba. And Wes, you may remember, I'm sure we've had conversations in the past. I've actually played El Camaleon Golf Course at Mayacoba uh, a while back on a family vacation. Beautiful resort. The course just winds through jungle-like areas. Also features a few holes that are on the coastline. Uh, of course, you know, past Palum Greens. Uh, when I played them, they're soft and spongy like a Poana surface, but I felt that they putt much more true than Poana. Poana, as you know, can get bumpy. Uh, the greens are very big, too. Driving accuracy is a key, but we've kind of seen that written about really emphasized this week, and, and I think it is a, important for sure. But I found that it was really more of in a positional sense than just finding the fairway safely. You do have some caverns and some bunkers and such in the fairways that need to be avoided. But I don't remember it being brutally narrow like some other courses we see on tour. It's a shorter course, uh, a shorter course as well. And I think I actually scored pretty well that day, if I recall. But uh, it was cool to be able to play a course that they play on tour and then apply that into your handicap. How about you, Wes? How did you treat 
uh, El Camaleon in your handicap this week. Yeah, Brady, you mentioned uh, this course, El Camaleon. Uh, this is probably going to be the last year, I would say, that's about a certainty on the PGA Tour because uh, this, of course, was designed by Greg Norman. He and the PGA Tour aren't exactly doing business right now, so I believe this is going to be part of the live schedule in 2023. So this will be the uh, last year that they have that. And then uh, uh, we do have, uh, obviously, a very good field this week. Uh, the winner last week, Seamus Power, at 25-1. to 1, He won by one over Thomas Detry at the Butterfield Bermuda Championship. He is in the field at 50-1. to 1. But we've got some top quality in this field. We've got Scotty Scheffler at 9-1. to 1 who lost his uh, world number one ranking to Roy McIlroy a couple weeks ago at the CJ Cup, can get it back with a victory here at Mayakoba, where he finished fourth last year. Victor Hovland trying to do the three-peat, and uh, his swan song at El Camillion, uh, knowing that this is going to be leaving the PGA Tour schedule next year. He's 11-1. Billy Horschel, 18-1. Colin Morikawa, 18-1. So we do have some top quality here. We got 13 of the top 50 in the world. So actually a very good field and 24 of the top 75. So pretty solid field for, for an event here in November. And, uh, you know, when I looked at it, you mentioned just over 7,000 yards, 36-35 on the par 71. The par fives are pretty easy, as are the par threes. They're relatively short, short, but there are five par fours that are over 450 yards, and those are really the tougher uh, holes on the golf courses. Big greens here, 7,000 square feet, ninth largest on tour. It is past Fallon. As you mentioned, they can be bumpy, but they're relatively slow on the stint meter, only going to roll about 10 feet. So, Coastal resort course, but not the typical coastal resort course, simply because you have tree-lined fairways, which is going to protect the wind more than like what we saw at, at, at Bermuda last week. So, you know, not your typical, I guess, uh, uh, resort course by the course, but nevertheless, it is Pospalum pretty much all the way out. So the ball tends to sit up a little bit higher on the grass, which is good for the elite ball strikers to have the most success. And you kind of let into it there. That's why I looked at a little bit more driving accuracy. And you could also look at fairways gain like I did, or perhaps good drives gain. You're not going to have to have like huge distance here, but you are going to have to keep it in the fairway. Even though the rough is not all that penal, only about two inches. You mentioned jungles and mangrove wetlands and canals surround many of the fairways. So you're going to be taking penalty shots here if you don't keep it in the fairway. So I use fairways gained. Of course, I use it at strokes gained approach. These are 7,000 square foot on average greens. So large, soft, and slow greens. That's going to encourage players to, I think, fire at pins. So strokes gained approach also used opportunities gained because if you're firing at pins, opportunities gained measure birdie opportunities inside uh, 15 feet from the green or the fringe. You know, when you get that green in regulation, so I use that. I also used uh, strokes gain paspalum, and not necessarily for putting, just kind of on the overall surface. And then I went strokes gain putting, and I used slow greens. Uh, if you use our friends at Fantasy National in terms of how they model the stats, I believe they term it as Velcro which would mean <laughs> slow greens, uh, 10 feet at the stint meter. So you're going to want to look at that, I think, this week. Uh, correlated courses, Wileye, Port Royal, Sedgefield, Sea Island, Harbortown, a little bit of Pebble Beach and Corrales, even though this isn't like a total island-type resort course. So uh, Victor Hovland's won the last two years here, 20 under in 2020, 
23 under in 2021. He was 22 to 1 in his first win, 18 to 1 in his second win, and now about half of that at 11 to 1. So, uh, you know, you're going to have to be in the 20 under range, I think, to go ahead and win this. That's what's been the winning score, at least around that five of the last six years. Yeah, I looked at strokes gained approach. I was heavy on ball striking and, and accuracy and that type of thing. You mentioned it's a shorter course. Um, strokes gained approach, strokes gained ball striking, strokes gained around the greens, greens and regulation gained, fairways gained, you know, kind of another way to say driving accuracy there. Um, like you mentioned, the longer par fours, I looked at strokes gained par fours on uh, par fours from 450 to 500 yards, and then also proximity from 125 to 150. I, I don't think putting is really going to be much of an issue here. Victor Hovland, you know, the two-time defending champ, he, he's really never been much of a putter in his career. And you mentioned how slow these greens are, how they, how they're so receptive. You know, I, I think uh, anybody can get pretty hot with the putter here this week. So I really emphasized ball striking and, and, you know, take uh, play off of the tee with, with some accuracy mixed in there. Uh, as far as the correlated courses, I used Harbor town as well. Uh, I've actually played that course too. And just a few summers ago, in fact, and, and definitely accuracy and ball striking fit at Harbor town for sure. I'm with you on Sedgefield where they play the Wyndham. And then I also use TPC Sawgrass, which I think fits uh, very well with Harbor town. We know about that correlation as well. And it's basically, you know, all ball striker courses where accuracy and approach play tend to trump distance. And you don't necessarily have to have a fantastic putter on those courses either. So I think those all make sense with Mayakoba. Uh, Wes, the DP World Tour, they are off this week. They'll return next week with the Ned Bank Challenge. So let's get right into your plays for Mayakoba. Yeah, and uh, uh, DP World Tour, we actually uh, didn't do too bad at the Portugal Masters. Had third, fourth, and fifth, but buyer's remorse. I used Jordan Smith a lot on that tour, Brady, and didn't use him last week. And what's he do? He shoots 30 under par and wins the Portugal Masters. So, uh, Of course he did. Of course he did. And, and, of course, I had Seamus Power a couple weeks ago, too. So, I mean, it's like we're on the right track. We're just not picking the right week. Yeah, it's like, when do you stick with them? So uh, hopefully we can get a winner home here this week. Uh, I started with a relatively short guy on the board. I went with Colin Morikawa at 18-1, to 1, and this is his debut here at this course. But I think he's a perfect fit. He has not won in 2022, and, and the form isn't exactly like cracking here, but he's second in the field for fairways gained, fifth in opportunities gained over the last 36 rounds. And I think if this is a place where approach shots are going to matter the most, Colin Morikawa ranked second, first, and third each over the last three years in approach on the PGA Tour. So uh, Morikawa, I don't have a lot of like course form because he's never played here before, but I think he could go well. And I think he's very driven. And remember around this time last year, he was actually on the other side of the world winning the uh, race to Dubai over on the DP World Tour. So uh, maybe there's something to say that, hey, he's going to be sticking with it this time in the calendar year. Uh, Tom Hoagie, 35 to 1. His form's been as good as anyone in the world of late. The last five events, you look 
fifth at the Tour Championship, the 72-hole scores, T12 at the Fortinet out in Napa, T4 right here in Las Vegas at the Shriners, T9 over in Japan at the Zozo, and then T13 at the CJ Cup in South Carolina. One for us earlier this year at Pebble Beach, 60-1, to so shorter coastal layout. Maybe there's some uh, correlation there. He's in a positive frame of mind anyway, not only with his golf game, but the fact that his TCU Horn Frog still undefeated on the gridiron, uh, <laughs> even though they hurt my feelings betting West Virginia last weekend. But we won't go into that uh, uh, wallet enough in that bad beat. Emiliano Grillo, 35-1, to 1, Argentine, well acquainted with resort store golf. Always a fixture on the first page of the leaderboards in Puerto Rico, especially at that Puerto Rico Open. Lost the 2015 playoff, actually, in that event. Three top tens and six appearances here. Pretty good form, fourth at the Zozo, fifth at the Sanderson Farms. Two years ago, he was actually the 36 and 54 hole leader. Couldn't finish it out. Victor Hoblin eventually got the win. Thomas Detry, 42 to 1. Another runner up last weekend to Seamus Power in Bermuda. He's got seven combined runners up on the DP World Tour and now the PGA Tour without a victory. But we know that this guy is a really good player, even though. Uh, we have some uh, friends in the uh, golf betting space that have dubbed him the quote-unquote European phenal because he <laughs> finds ways to be in contention but just not get over the line. But this is a really talented player. His game's been on an upswing. He actually this summer added a very familiar name if you follow the caddies out on the PGA Tour, and that's J.P. Fitzgerald, who was with Rory McIlroy for many years. So having him on the bag I think maybe could raise uh, Detry's game to the next level. Taylor Montgomery, I'm going back to him, 44-1. to 1. Two top 10s so far on the PGA Tour. Been no finish lower than 15th since he graduated from the Corn Ferry. And if you follow the Corn Ferry, you're going to play a lot of resort-style golf courses. That's really most of the events on the Corn Ferry Tour. So even though Montgomery has not played this event, I think he could go well at 44-1. to 1. Jason Day, 50-1. to 1. Last two starts. The former number one in the world, he's gained an average of 6.9 strokes on the field. T to green. Last start was an 11th a couple weeks ago at the CJ Cup in South Carolina. He actually posted four rounds in the 60s for the first time in two calendar years. So he's starting to, I think, maybe come back. Now, we've seen this before with Day, where he gets, you know, two, three, four good weeks. And then all of a sudden you play him and he finishes like 60th or something. So hopefully that's not going to happen. This is an event, though, where you've seen veterans win that have had winless droughts. Matt Kuchar a few years ago. Pat Perez got off the schneid here. So Day maybe can add to that list. Andrew Putnam, 52-1. to T2 three weeks ago in Japan at the Zozo behind Keegan Bradley. Good history on resort courses. Won a Corn Ferry event in Panama during 2017. Also was runner-up at Wiley in the Sony Open at 2019. Really good putter on slower greens. I think he'll like the pass Palum this week. And then the last one, Sebastian Munoz, 70-1. to Another good player on good with good history on correlated courses. Third twice at the RSM Classic at Sea Island. That's where we'll be uh, in uh, two weeks' time. Third start off a nearly two-month layoff. He's a Colombian player. Great deal of experience on Paspalum golf courses. Yeah, I almost landed on Tom Hoagie. Of course, you and I were both on him there at Pebble Beach. That was a great week for us. Um, he makes a lot of sense this week. And I, I think you make a great point about Taylor Montgomery playing a lot of resort-style golf. And, of course, that's what you get here in Las Vegas, his home as well. 
I was talking with his father, Monty, uh, the general manager out at Shadow Creek a couple weeks ago, and he is just absolutely elated about his son's success. He uh, used the term, I'm on cloud nine. So happy he's going to be retiring soon because this kid's going to win and he's going to win a few events here. Very I'm not going to have a contact at Shadow Creek here pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I landed on Emiliano Grillo as well. Uh, definitely fits the ball striker slash uh, shaky putter description. Um, like Hovland, Grillo is also very long off the tee and also very accurate. Hits a ton of greens in regulation. Uh, you mentioned the top five finishes he already has during this fall season. He's finished second in the past at Harbortown, 11th at the Players, and three past top 10 finishes at Mayakoba. I went with Russell Henley at 45 to one. That was a great price I found on him. Uh, his most recent top five finish was at the Wyndham. Of course, that's a correlated course for both you and I, Wes. And that was just in August. So I feel that that very recent success happened on a correlated course is a good sign. Uh, he finished last season, ranked second on tour in strokes gained approach, 14th in driving accuracy and seventh in greens and regulation. Also has finished top 10 at Harbortown twice three times at the Wyndham, has a 13th and a 17th in a couple of visits to TPC Sawgrass as well. Uh, then I got a little deeper on the board. Adam Svensson, it's at 175 to one. He's made the cut in all four events he's played during this wraparound season, including a 12th at the Fortinet in Napa. He ended last season 41st in strokes gained approach, 40th in driving accuracy, 61st in greens and regulation, 26th in birdie average. And over the last 24 rounds on courses that are less than 7,200 yards, Svensson is 20th in this field for strokes gained ball striking. Uh, obviously a long shot, but uh, I felt uh, the price and his game was worthy of a shot here. Uh, same price, 175 to 1 on Ches Reeve. Uh, we know what a master he is at uh, driving accuracy, certainly one of the best in the world. Um, he uh, also is top five in approach, ball striking, and driving accuracy in this field over the last 36 rounds uh, on these shorter courses. He was fourth here at Mayakaba uh, in a uh, past visit here, uh, also as well as a 14th. Two top 10 finishes at the Wyndham in his career. Last season, he was 22, or 22nd rather, on tour for strokes gained approach. And I mentioned his uh, prowess for driving accuracy. Finished last season ranked fifth on the tour. And then my longest bomb, Tyler Duncan. I'm going back to him. I was on him last week. He missed the cut by a shot in Bermuda. Uh, but this week is all the way up to 200 to 1. And like Reavy, he is not very long off the tee, but extremely accurate. And we've really seen Tyler Duncan do his best at these courses that are shorter and put an emphasis on accuracy. Of course, he won at Sea Island in Georgia, took 12th last year at Harbortown. He's got a 13th place at the Wyndham, also a 15th and a 25th at Colonial and Valspar last season. Again, two shorter ball striker type courses. So again, another real long shot, but I like how his skill set sets this uh, fits this golf course. I actually almost uh, used Henley this week as well. And uh, Adam Svensson is a guy that I played several times. He's gotten up there on the leaderboard, hadn't gotten home for me, but he made a lot of sense, was just kind of looking at some of the numbers uh, this week, Brady, about Adam Svensson. And like you said, really good 
on these shorter courses. I think uh, in terms of approach, a guy that gains a lot of birdie opportunities can uh, hit some fairways. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Svensson maybe gets on that first page of the leaderboard. Well, I think we've got about a dozen different players uh, on our outright board this week uh, for Mayakoba. So hopefully between the two of us, one of those will come home. That is going to do it for this week's edition of Short Shots. Enjoy the golf, everybody. Cash some tickets, and thank you for tuning in. We'll be back stateside next week for the Houston Open right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. 